The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Let me tell you what, who deserves a shot in the United States Heavyweight I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to the WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned the title shot, El Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any Whoa. reason. Wait a minute. El Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but thank goodness sakes, he's 50 pounds. Who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? This guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious Hypnosis. Let's get some psychosis, psychosis. Whatever, whatever. He's a great wrestler, you know. Hello, and welcome to the Rawcast. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by my co host, Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese. What's going on, Mo? going on Don listeners um I too have requested my release from the WWE <laughs> um, are you citing creative differences uh yes I am <laughs> yes I am um very much creative differences because um we cannot get a consistent show on Monday nights and <laughs> it's very it's you know they don't listen to our you know our suggestions and things that we can make them go right, but you know I'm gonna hit up Nick Khan and be like, listen, let me go as a fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope that doesn't mean I need to go searching for a new co host for this show if you do get granted your release as a fan. Oh, I'm sure somebody will come in and be like, hey, Don, I'll talk when I write and they'll see how depressing it will be. <laughs> uh, uh, but it's, it's just been a lot with the WWE. Well, I mean, we might as well go into it. Everybody knows this is the uh, Rawcast, part of the WrestleCast. You can find us on the CSPN iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, all the usual suspects. Just search the WrestleCast dash to CSPN. This episode will show up in your podcast queue each and every week. Everybody wants to go into the Mo Meltzer news segment and talk about it. Hear us talk about it. So it's time for the Mo Meltzer news segment, y'all. You know what? It was, this is crazy. We were just, well, we, we come off another week. You know, we're watching, we're preparing for Smack. We watched this, came off another SmackDown, you know, and everything. And then next thing you know, I was, um, like, I was, this, I was on online, but I wasn't really online. And all of a sudden, I saw, like, on Clubhouse, what they do is people, like the wrestling um, folks I follow on there, they'll start a room saying, if something happened, they'll start rumors saying such and such got released or whatever the case may be. And then I saw Bray Wyatt, and I was like, I said, I, I saw this coming. And I went to Twitter, started seeing the trending, and it was trending right there from the um, from the top. Like, he was um, he was released, and. 12 years with the company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they got rid of the whole Rotunda family. 
Right. Um. They they say and, in, um those two magical words though. Budget cuts. Yes. So that might you get that, you get that call from Johnny Ace. So you think he might take a uh, a page out of old Braun Strowman's book and just kind of lay low for a little bit and keep negotiating and see what they can come up with? I don't know if he if he if, I don't know if he got five five um five figure deals that he got he want coming toward him and everything, but um, he um he was I don't know it was just like when. Okay, so when we first, I know when we first heard, I first heard that he had, you know, sons down there wrestling. Well, first, um, was it? Didn't, um, wait, wait did, um, did Bo get called up first? Bo Dallas get called up first? Yeah, Bo was the NXT champion. He was the NXT champion, yeah. And so he, um, but we heard about him. We heard he was down there doing things. He, he won the NXT championship and, you know, he came up, he was doing a bow leave, and then we heard about he had Michael had another son down there um, doing things in NXT, well, FCW, NXT. And the very first promo, well, first time I, I think the first time I heard about Ray Wyatt is when the when I think Chris Jericho went down there and had the match with him, and they tore the house down. This is when NXT was that. Um, this is when NXT was. Before it was on the network, and this was basically it was the airing it overseas. So you had to really watch that through alternative means if you wanted to see NXT those days. And um, yeah, I remember seeing hearing about that match they had down there, and they tore the house down. So, and then the first um, promo I saw from him was the one where he cut um, when he was talking about his daddy shrimp, um, his daddy shrimp boat caught on fire, and how. He um he had the fedora on with the with the shirt, and I think Eli Cottonwood was his was his muscle. Yeah, Eli Cottonwood was his muscle, the big tall guy. And so I didn't really watch too much of that after that, but I saw that that, that last match the day before they got called up to the main roster, and he cut that promo, and that promo was. That was a strong promo that he cut. Like, um, I think it was, yeah, Eric Rowan and um, Luke Harper, they beat Aiden English and it was somebody else. He was there was wrestling. And Ray cut the promo and he was saying, you know, it's our last time at NXT. He said, you know, you can find me. You know, you look up, look up in the sky and look for the buzzards. And then I remember when they got, when they, was, they had the vignette, vignettes um, on Raw, Saying they was coming to the um, main roster, and they came to um, they was debuting in Baltimore. Remember that tweet from it was old tweet from Luke Harper said everything seems to happen in Baltimore with the Wyatt family. <laughs> so um, he and it was like they debuted at Tech King, and I was sitting right on I was on the front row, like close to the ringside, and it's got close up view and. They was definitely a force to be reckoned with, and then they was talking about they had the six man, they had the um the the um they was battling the shield. I remember when that started. 
I was like, man, this is we was waiting for this one. <laughs> we was waiting for that Shield Wyatt family to, to pop off and great match. Um, they, had a, they had two great matches um, between the two of them. And, you know, it's just amazing how you have some, he like, you know, he was real creative, had a lot of creative, like the creative ideas for his character. And it was just like, well, I mean, we, I, don't get, I don't see what Vince didn't get. Because he gave us some, some great, great moments, great matches, you know. Here's the here's what I've always noticed about Bray. Now I don't have that deeper history with them like you do from FCW and NXT. So when I started watching wrestling again, in 2014, because we started this podcast in October of 2014, so mm-hmm. I probably started trying to watch wrestling again in like maybe August, July, you know, the summer. And there's so much stuff I didn't like, but there was this one guy that could really cut a promo. And I was like, you know what? He don't sound like everybody else. His promo is different. It's so, it's so weaved. It's so intricate. It's so much into in it that you actually need to go back and listen to him over and over again to really understand what he's talking about because a lot of it goes over your head. And it was Bray Wyatt. And I was so attracted to him cutting those promos. That was my favorite part of Monday Night Raw, whether he would come down to the ring and cut a promo or whether they were showing him in the rocking chair with the lantern cutting the promo. So that kind of got me in to just being like, okay, at least I got something that I do like that I can be interested in to in for this show to to happen. So I think this was around the time leading up to his big push where he was the first big push where he was getting ready to wrestle Cena for the first time. So they go through all that through the whole summer, and I think it was SummerSlam where they wrestled. And they got in the match and it was just like, oh, I'm so ready to see this. But then the match started and it was just like, there's, there's the, the build up. The match doesn't meet the build up. And I felt that way for a lot of the matches that Bray Wyatt had during his time, whether he was Bray Wyatt, Fiend, whatever he was portraying. I always felt that he could spin that yarn and talk you in to wanting to see a great match. The sneak attacks, the mind games, the psychological stuff, all that stuff would draw you in. But then when it was time for that award-winning performance in the match, he never quite delivered that for me. Now, for other people, they may say, hey, this match or that match or this match or that match. And I, and I can say he's had moments in matches where it was like, yo, he's really cooking right now. But for the whole, if you go back and watch a lot of big Bray Wyatt matches, the crowd really isn't into it. And for some reason, that always stood out to me. It was like, why isn't his, why aren't his matches connecting the way that his promos do? 
and and that was always my biggest drawback about Bray Wyatt. It's just like, man, it's just something about his in ring that just is kind of missing. And that that has never really left me. So I, I always root for Bray Wyatt to give me that breakout performance that I'm looking for. But I haven't gotten it yet. So I'm still waiting. That's the thing. I mean, we, we see it different different angles. And they could have not first when we first got called up and we were seeing the character and what he was offering, they could have did something with him that made him I'm thinking I thought he would be like that mythical Undertaker character, how like Undertaker first came mm-hmm. and how things just worked out with that. But it's like he's a thick head pulling the plug on him. And I'm like, what is it? You know, mm-hmm. what is that, I mean, what is that more that you want? I felt he gave, he was giving great matches and he had me entertained, you know, and I was just like, you no, know, happy to see him. As you know, an in ring talent, and then you know, he had Daniel Bryan that went um, they brought he had that brought Daniel Bryan into the fold. And once they announced that they're raw, it was the old school raw where um, Daniel Bryan debut had the um, had the the the, the um, all in one um, the all in one little jumpers. On, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, there was just one guy in front of me who had a Daniel Bryan shirt on, but he had um, he had covered up the the Bryant part and put Wyatt, and I was like, see, fans are into it, but they didn't let that go on for long. Okay, <sighs> pull the trigger on that and turn Bryant face again. Oh, and- man. Daniel Bryan, I mean, the uh, the Wyatt family, I used to have that original song, the bass mm-hmm. guitar riff. I used to have that as my ringtone, man. And, he, uh, um, he said that he, that, how he got that, he said that he found that on a, a, a royalty-free, um, I, I listened to that one, I think, on a local um, podcast I listened to. They said he found that on a royalty-free website and got the license for it. Catch and fly. Yeah, that's the joint right there. I'm gonna say, but look, but look how he, he commanded the the audience. Like he, mm-hmm. he yeah, everybody with their cell phone lights in the air, like fly, fire, fly, mm-hmm. fire, fire lights in the air. Now, and you know what? My also my favorite deal was when he sing. I got the whole world. He's got the whole world in his hand, and the whole crowd would be singing it. Oh man. That mm-hmm. was, yeah, the character work is undeniable, man. The character Bray Wyatt, the Fiend, whatever, that is undeniable. The wrestler, to me, never quite hit the same as the character as a whole did. Hmm. But I, I, I think he's talented. I think that he can go. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that Bray Wyatt is a slouch in the ring. I'm just saying that he just doesn't have that connection with the crowd when he starts to wrestle. 
All right, man. All right, who we got next? Next up on the docket, the Nature Boy, Rick Flair. Released from his contract with WWE. So when the show started Monday Night Raw this week, right? Mm-hmm. Last week, right during Dynamite, DirecTV had an issue where like it just went blank during the Santana and Ortiz match for like four or five minutes. Mm-hmm. And so fast forward to Monday night, the Olympus goes off. She pitches it to Monday Night Raw. Screen goes black and it stays black. And I'm like, yo, is my direct T flipping out direct TV flipping out again? But you can hear the audio. And you can mm-hmm. hear the um, you know, the little the little banner thing that they do before WWE events come on. You could hear it in the background with the woo included, but they didn't show nothing. And then once that was over with and they come into the arena, then it just boom pops back up. So I guess they didn't clear Ric Flair out of that uh video package fast enough, huh? Right. But they kept the woo though. So I guess they said the video, I guess, is the more profitable medium. I guess he could probably get sued for having him on the TV <clears throat> versus but, the audio. But see, the thing is, I think it was from what I read, he was upset over Charlotte's booking. So of the money in the bank or the one with Lacey Evans. Had to been um, Lacey Evans. No. Oh, the money in the bank. No, it's recent Charlotte booking. Oh, oh, I thought it was over just the whole Lacey Evans thing and having his um, his his ideas nixed because he had a whole different idea for for how it to go. But he said he couldn't win the argument with Vince, so I thought that was kind of the the reason why he had been still steaming over that. Of course not. So, he released a statement saying he can finally talk about it and he said he's not upset with anybody. He wished him nothing but the future, wishes him nothing but success. But, I don't know, it's just... You know, if it's something if Ric Flair can't get his creative over, he can't get cre- he can't his creative ideas on the table. You know, they ain't listen to nobody else. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's gone, so we'll see if he'll end up popping up on AEW. You know, uh, last week. There's a photo floating around and it was on Jim Ross's Twitter account and it said two old pals hanging out in Jacksonville and it was Ric Flair and Jim Ross. Mm-hmm. And it was like, hmm, that's strange. Why would they be why would they be hanging out in Jacksonville of all places? Not that they would hang out, but more of a neutral ground, I would be suspecting, uh, would take would be the place where they would do that. But now, when you hear that Ric Flair's got his release, and you go back and you think about that, you're like, oh, things becoming a little bit more clear. Mm-hmm. 
He's probably there to see Andrade, too. He seems to really like Andrade. Maybe just checking in on him. Hey, he got famous, well, could be soon be famous son-in-laws. Oh, what's Conrad, how's Conrad Thompson about to be famous? He's not. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I thought he was about to be I thought he was about to become more famous. My bad. No, I mean, I mean, Conrad wearing like a whole bunch of shows, mortgage companies. Yeah, 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 yeah. He got the biggest house on the biggest hill on the biggest side of town. I know he, he said he bought, he bought another house too. Yeah. I was listening to like the Kurt, I was to the Kurt Angle show. Oh. He does more podcasts than I do. I, I commend that man. Right. But, That's you know, he has money. Yeah. He has he has money and people has time to do things. <laughs> yeah. I commend him because, man, I'm sometimes feel burned out trying to keep up with the pace of these podcasts, let alone him having to do all that research. And they watch a lot of stuff, too, man. He, he, yeah, Conrad is, uh, he's definitely, uh, he's definitely famous. He has a team. Oh yeah, so, he sure does. Yeah, I don't have a team. I'm a team of one and some and my co-host here. Thank you. I really? Really? I mean, it comes really? to, when it comes to the editing part of it, that's what I'm thinking about. Production and editing. It's just a team of one. When it comes to, you know, making content, yes, we are a large team. Mm-hmm. Are we the elite squad or are we the monsters? I don't know. I'm about to get traded. I'm about to <laughs> I'm about to, to find a trade to a new team. Appreciates me. <laughs> we all appreciate you. Didn't you hear? Um, uh, you heard Didi Jonay shout out. Hey, she said, I need attention. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> she was. No, it was great. It was great to hear her, the landlady on um, SmackDown matters. It was great to hear her. Yeah. You know what? See, I love. I was thinking about this the other day. I love hearing our. I love our ladies that we that we associate with they are such true fans like Miss V at Smackdown was the highlight of my Friday night <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, her tweets were uh, very entertaining she was keeping us abreast of um, you know when the commercial she popped up in the Twitter space and she was like oh my god he's so gorgeous <laughs> <laughs> If she was at, so I'm about, to, I'm about, to, I'm about to, I'm about to pull the curtain on you, sir. So how is that you go ask me to run it, but you was watching the show live with us? Because I wasn't in a place where I could actually have the spaces just running like that. But I was in a place where I could. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Find out. We find out. We find out. <laughs> Dawn. Find out. Dawn got a little, little something, something ruined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was, I was fortunate enough to be able to watch it, but I was like, I'm not gonna press my luck and and do the spaces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but but it was fun though. I just like I said, I just love when the ladies, the ladies that we you know in our in the in our WrestleCast um, circle, they're such great fans. I mean, not just you know. I mean, they have their. Um, their their faves and who they their you know who their bays are and everything, but they actually talk about you know the product, you know the angles, who they like, who they don't like. 
Oh yeah, they're you know? they're very knowledgeable. Very knowledgeable. That's the word I'm looking for. Very knowledgeable when it comes to the wrestling, and I appreciate them being there with us. That's right. And even even that one even that one young lady who joins the spaces and she brings and she she brings her her her, her um rockets crew and everything and <laughs> she be, she be going at it. Yeah. I'm like, I she gives Simi a run for the money with her, her um, yelling and screaming and how she be acting. No, like, those, okay. would be, those would be rants, sir. Yeah, rants. <laughs> yeah. The rants and everything. She gave Simi a run, but Simi definitely holds it down when it comes to the rants, you know, because she don't play. Oh, uh, yeah. She had a, another epic one uh, about AEW and their lack of care for the women's division. She's always talking about that. She keeps up. She keeps a, a um, an eye on that time of when they when first women's match show up. She will tweet the time. <laughs> mhm. Yep. Um. Next up, this came up a while ago, but it seems to be popping up again. The status of Adam Cole's contract. Mhm. And apparently, this has some legs to it. So apparently they say his contract had, was actually up at the Great American Bash, but mm-hmm. he extended it. Mm-hmm. And now it's running through SummerSlam. So they don't know. They, they said they have the WWE hasn't extended him a contract to resign. Oh, so and they're going to try to do give him one of those like last minute ninth hour contracts take it or leave it I don't know because it don't sound like they negotiating with them right and they was talking who's that uh, former talent relations person oh uh, Mark Carano Mm-mm. not him there's another name that's the only guy I knew hold on it's Johnny Gase Mark Carano um, I don't know if there was a guy in between those two. Well, I got you. Got you real quick. But yeah, it's a. It is going to the guy. The guy who who just recently got let go. Um. It's gonna be it's, it's Mark, the dude who sent the um Mickey James stuff. Yeah. And the, um, no, not him. Not him. Okay. I can run though. Um. So maybe that is the reason why they broke the undisputed era up. That's the I reason. See. Because maybe they have them under contract, or they have signed contracts or longer contracts or something. And they feel more confident about the other guys staying around than they did with Adam Cole. Canyon Seaman. Oh, Canyon Seaman. Okay. That's the guy. Okay. So what what's what's his deal? He didn't he didn't he had so basically, so basically um they say for wrestling inc, they say Cole's contract situation is also reportedly related to former senior vice president of talent re- development, Canyon Seaman being let go. We know the last month that Seaman was no longer with the company as of Friday, July 23rd. PWI Insider noted the timing of the company learning of Cole's contract issue very much lined up with the timing of um, Seaman's departure. 
So they trying to say that Adam Cole had a little wrinkle in his contract that everybody else didn't, and Kane Seaman was the one who looked out for him. Well, what, how are they trying to re- correlate the two as the same? Like, oh, on my way out, y'all firing me, but y'all need to look at Adam Cole's contract as he's like leaving the door. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. By the way, y'all getting screwed on that Adam Cole contract. What? Everybody goes running as he. Yeah, was most of the night. He was the kid when it first came up. They say he was signed to 2024. Mm-hmm. And now he don't really have a deal. They doing like it's some, it's some shady stuff going on in NXT in the in the legality department because you know Aleister Black only had a 30 day no compete and they didn't catch that. Um, How do you miss that? You know what I'm saying? He he never had like a main roster contract. He had the developmental contract the whole time he was on the main roster. Like they never switched his contract. So you know, yeah, there's been a lot of a lot of slip ups. Why he showed up on AEW? <laughs> yeah, in no time. And now him and um, Cody wrestled tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how this. Cold contract situation plays out. Doesn't look like he's signing. Doesn't sound like it anyway. Sounds like he's yeah. gonna do like Daniel Bryan and Moxley and FTR, just like that joint expired. That means he can go wherever and do whatever. He can show up on AEW the next week and be like, "I'm here." Yeah. A lot of people talking about you know him reuniting with the um elite, the, and they were saying like, "Well, they said, how do we work this out?" Because he got poisoned by was it King Omega? Yeah, yeah, one of them boys on the on their being the elite show. Yeah, he killed him, so he's quote unquote dead. So he pops up from the dead. <laughs> they wait, what the hell? Okay, so yeah, now remember how you know folks over in the UK and Europe was you know laughing at us folks in the United States because. You know, we had to sign up with Peacock and we went out WWE Network. Right. So apparently coming soon to the UK and Europe is Peacock for them. Oh. <laughs> then they got Bamboozle. Yep. So it looks like um, they'll be getting... So I don't know when, when that, that date's supposed to be, but they'll be getting Peacock too, so they can enjoy... The struggle, WWE Network with us. The people in uh, WWE Network, the ones who were left, was like, man, we underpaid and all our friends gone. We done with this. Peacock, you got it. Mm-hmm. You got it. Yeah, man, hopefully they can make some changes to their interface here soon because it is some basic 101 streaming platform for uh, you know a big old massive media company like NBC you would think they'd have something a little sleeker mm-hmm. to roll out but they, they 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 definitely don't it's bare bones in the mud it's like the NBC Sports Network app is, is slicker than that And all they show is like motocross and racing and golf. Right. So. So, 
the former Aiden English made his appearance on Impact. And apparently he's, I think he's in line for a push, if I'm not mistaken. That's what's up. I've always liked Aiden English. Yeah, him and Rusev really had something going on. Yeah, I thought he got a bad deal in WWE with the Rusev Day thing. Got that thing going, got Rusev heated up and in a position, and then there's just like, okay, you're expendable. Right. That Rusev Day was was something. Well, because I guess it's probably because they didn't put it over. Uh, It was such a thing, I have the shirt in my closet. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's one of those, like, it's a short sleeve shirt, but it's one of them, like, thick short sleeve shirts. You have to wear that joint in the fall. Can't wear it in the regular summertime. You'll die. Mm-hmm. So, the Young Bucks stated that they um had to pay 50000 to lease one of those songs from um for Space Jam, um the new Space Jam movie. To lease the what the jerseys the shoes? A song is a song. Oh 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 the 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 song in the beginning, right? Yeah. Had it what fifty thousand? Fifty thousand. Uh, Tony Connor write that off in the budget. It was couch change for them. Couch change for Tony Khan, yes. For yeah. them, probably not. That's why they're talking about it. They talking about that on being the elite. <laughs> How much for them fake shoes they be wearing though? They say anything about that? Nah. Nah. That's why they did it though. <laughs> My um. And also, Ronald Rousey just recently just like spoke out against lashed out against the WWE fans because of saying it was their fault they wasn't supporting Bray Wyatt. Well, you know, when times like this, everybody's got something to say. Exactly. You just want good wrestling. <laughs> well, you have come to the wrong place. You have come to the wrong place for that, sir. This is Monday Night Raw. This is where you get everything but good wrestling. That's true. Let's get the let's let's cover the show because <laughs> We have NXT at 8 o'clock and Versus at 9. Oh, the Versus is tonight? Versus is tonight. The the locks and the, uh, what's the name? Yes. Oh, shit. And how can I watch that again? Is that through, is this like an app or something? So you can watch it through Instagram. Okay. You can, like, they have the, they have follow the, like Versus to, to, to watch it? Yes. Okay. Like you'll see it on the live, um, like when they're at the top, when you see the little live, you'll see the verses going live, mm-hmm. or or you have the fight t fight TV app. No, I don't. So it'll be uh, Instagram. Okay, well, we can watch it through. Well, I have to fight on my t my TV. I have the fight TV app, so I'll be going there. Man, that's going. Mm. I hope. I hope they build leave. up. Let's see the leave, build up. I hope they leave the weapons at home because they could get kind of. <laughs> the build up for this has been great. Now, if you want to, if WWE want to look at the build up <laughs> for this and take it there, by all means, 
look at the build up that they're doing for versus and use that we want to build your storylines and everything. Yeah, I heard Styles P was 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 being real greasy last week. Um Styles Styles and, and Jada had a couple weeks ago, they was in um Harlem. And so if you ever see that clip of Jim Jones outside tapping his foot in the snow talking about um something he's saying something he's tapping his foot his in his slippers. So they was doing that in Harlem and they was like the weather about the weatherman is gonna be a new weatherman after the um August third. <laughs> and then um they was like so that's when they were they were showing up they did a trailer yesterday um dipset and so they was like what's um she gonna do? They what you mean he gonna do um woo block he's like what he said like, yeah you know him at um it was like him and um, Ghostface had um had did had did an album together. I said, yeah, he did do an album together. On, I think it was Def Jam. It was um it was like it was Rublot, and um I was like, shit. I said, they, I was like, they did do that, but it was like, what she? They kept saying, what's she going to do? Because she, if you know the early lot, like he was with the group, but like. No, he wasn't really like well, banned from TV. It was only Styles and um, Jada, and he was really like much in the streets, you know, during that early time, mm. you know, coming to do records and stuff like that. But tonight is definitely going to be if you're from New York, you definitely it's definitely going to be the move, the move, the like the the move for you. But for hip hop fans, man, especially that early that two thousands. Well, yeah, that 2000s run. If you was in college from 2000 to 2004, this is like right up your alley right here. Oh, man. I was just, I was working. We were at And that was just uh, the soundtrack you heard. That was that soundtrack you heard from Dipset. Yeah. d I know that people hate when we veer off on this, but uh, as a quick, they hate. I was I was listening to uh, they hate. Yeah, it's, who hates? It's our show when we when we. Who hates? Because I've I've been seeing nothing but thank you for keeping us up with the culture and everything. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I said, I, I'm Jula Jula definitely like thank you for keeping me abreast with the culture because <laughs> I was listening to some Cameron this week. And right. uh, it took me back to the, you know, sex, drugs, and entertainment, and then, um, you know, Confessions of Fire, then the sex, drugs, and entertainment, and then when he got on Rockefeller with Come Home With Me, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, he went to a whole different, and so that little brief little, what, two album run he had on Rockefeller, man, yeah. he put out a lot of heat, and he had some, he had really good chemistry with Kanye, too, early Kanye. When Kanye was doing the soul records, yeah, he had really good chemistry with uh, that. Uh, that down and out, that's my joint. Right, it's like I might be like one of my favorite um, Cameron songs of forever, forever. And I get it in Ohio. That's one of my joints too. But yeah, man, Cameron like Cameron had a had a had a moment, man. He had a good moment where he was the he was the joint. Yeah, um, I remember they um, he was on. Um, Rap City, they was all the Rap City, and they was doing the freestyle in the basement, and Cameron just rapping about rapping, counting money, <laughs> just mm-hmm. counting. 
they're just counting money. And then he said, at the end, he said, fool me from Def Jam, and I ain't still a record for him. <laughs> it was, uh, it was, uh, the, the basement towards the, the last, like, three or four years of the basement where they did allow people to come back down there and freestyle. That was yeah. good hip hop TV, man. Yeah, that was one. Of, that was like one of my favorite. That's like when everyone's talking about that. Um, talking about that. Um, that freestyle. That still was one of the most talked about. Um, like freestyle. Um, in the basements. He still. He still get props for that. But yeah, tonight at nine o'clock. That's where I will be. Oh, so you're gonna just abandon NXT? I see how it is. I'm not gonna ban it NXT. I mean, I already know what's going on, but I'll I'll um, record it. Oh yeah, because I'll, you 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 most of dramas you done read into the future. Well, I mean, it was taped, so I like to see what's going to happen. But tonight's gonna be interesting. Um, oh, but spoiler. me ain't gonna talk about it. Oh, we ain't gonna talk about it. Spoiler alert! No, we're not gonna talk about it. I said we just gonna watch it, but it's gonna be it should be a good show tonight. Let's talk about the show oh, that. Uh, somebody, I don't know. Is his son going to the um, family business? I, I still want the answer. That's got to be a different son, dude. That's the same son. That's got to be a different son. That's the same son. Kids grow up. Kids grow up. He probably working out doing his little thing too. Kids grow, grow up. up, but good God. But anyway, anyway. Hold up, hold up. Look at Dominic. Look at Dominic. Look at Dominic Mysterio. But that was like a decade ago, though. So, yeah, I get that. We just seen Goldberg, son, like kids, two years kids ago. Have growth spurts. <laughs> Dog, kids have growth spurts. It happens. You don't... That's the way you put in this food. <laughs> you don't go from looking like uh, Chunk from the Goonies to looking like how that kid looked. And- you said Chunk from the Goonies. Get the hell out of here. But anyway, MVP and Lashley, they start the show. MVP is glad to have the fans back, knows they are all excited to see Goldberg. Says a few weeks ago, Goldberg challenged Lashley for the title, but Lashley has yet to acknowledge the challenge. Goldberg is a legend who can destroy any man on any night, but Lashley is just not any man. MVP asks how Goldberg wants to, and here's Goldberg to cut him off. Goldberg asked Lashley what kind of gladiator he is. The first time Lashley saw Goldberg, Lashley thought he was a victim. That's when the fans start chanting, we want Wyatt. Goldberg lives by the spear, and at SummerSlam, Lashley will die by the spear. Goldberg leaves, so Mm -hmm. MVP then goes out and gets in the face of Goldberg's son. That That brings Goldberg back out. He spears MVP, and then Goldberg screams, you mess with my son. I'll kill you. Right. Like he just saw them, you know, in MVP. We you know kind of saw that kind of leading up because, you know, they was talking trash. He was talking trash to him. I'm like, okay. So Goldberg will come back out here, reappear, and do something. Next thing you know, MVP turns around and he's being hit by a 50 something gold um, sh- um, spear. Oh, I said shield, but spear. <laughs> Um, they got to do a lot more to get me interested in this match. That ain't that that had that did not do it. That Goldberg. This is con- contract contractual obligation, sir. So as much as we don't want it, 
Um, this is what we have to get because this is his second match of the year. That promo was God. Oh, who called that for gladiators? I was like, wait a minute, did he call? I said, wait a minute, MVP called him a gladiator. He called him last year gladiator. I was like, I was thinking about the, I was thinking about the camera around when he said um when he said gladiator and he said and it was like they they broke it down to um gladiator like you know mm-hmm. think about it right, right. <laughs> I was thinking about that and I was thinking about that and I was like they they're not gonna use that because they had to fit over the missionary line on SmackDown and even though they used it again this week last week when um Cena was like um. Some of some um if you find somebody that makes missionary interesting um for what two decades keep me in your life <laughs> and then Roman calling him Mr. Missionary. Have you heard from Mr. Missionary early tonight? <laughs> that was a great line. Uh we have a handicap match, Drew McIntyre <laughs> Drew McIntyre versus Veer and Shanky. Jinder Mahal on the outside. Everything breaks down, and the Claymore is loaded up, only to have Shanky grab Drew by the leg. Mahal comes in with a chair for the disqualification. After the match, uh, Veer, Shanky, and Jinder all grab chairs, so McIntyre goes and grabs his sword, and he cleans house. Shanky is left alone, so McIntyre threatens to slice him to pieces. Shanky didn't immediately run away, but he finally did. And uh, Drew McIntyre and his sword stood tall. I hate this. Yeah, it, uh, yeah. I was hoping they was going to hit Drew McIntyre about 50 times with them chairs just to make up for what happened to my man a couple of weeks ago. I was seeing how, like, three, how many times three divided into 50 so they could get, like, an even amount of chair shots in for the for all three of them because that one dude took like 34 chair shots right so after the uh drew you know threatens them or whatever jenner mahal and his friends they run off run out the arena into their cars um gender says karma is coming for drew mcintyre now, in what might have been the most one of the most surprising matches of the night, out of the blue that we didn't even know that we needed, and it was very good, Naya versus Rhea Ripley. Shayna Baszler gets on the apron for distraction, but then drops down only to have Nia Jax charge in once she is already on the floor. Then that allows Rhea Ripley to grab the roll-up and get the pin. After the match, Rhea Ripley goes to the floor to celebrate as Nia Jax yells at Shayna Baszler, who takes off her jacket, Baszler leaves the ring, and then Rhea Ripley doubles back in from behind to kick Nia Jax and put her in the riptide, and Rhea Ripley is standing tall. Nia caught, I don't know, it was a drop kick to the face or a drop kick, but no, the drop kick to the top rope Nia, busted her. It was a, it was a side, it was one of those side kicks, standing side. Yeah, kicks. okay. Yeah, because you see, cause she was bleeding, and when she did a drop kick to the top rope, mm-hmm. that face was bloody. Yeah, yeah. There, Nia caught a, a gusher. She got cut above the eye mm-hmm. and had like a. Oh, she was her face. 
soon as I seen, as soon as I seen the ref putting the gloves on, I was like, "Yep, yep." But this was a good match. I enjoyed it. I, I thought they they did a lot of good stuff in here for the time that they were given. One of the bright spots of Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mason T Bar versus Mustafa Ali and Mansoor. Mustafa Ali wrestling in his hometown of Chicago, so of course the pop is huge for him. Uh, Ali hits a tornado, hits a, tor- a hanging tornado DDT. The 450 is loaded up, but T-Bar kicks Mansoor into the ropes, and that knocks Ma- uh, Mustafa Ali off the ropes. Of course, he gets crotched. The Cyclone Big Boot from, I call him Dijakovic, but they call him Mace here, uh, finishes Mansoor after the match. Mustafa Ali gets taken out by Mason T-Bar with high justice. I guess he finally, you know, getting their get back on the leader of Richard. Okay, as soon as he turned around, <laughs> he pushed Masu out the way, and next thing they choke slam him. I was like, oh, well, well, well. So I guess that chapter of Retribution is officially dead. Ain't coming back. We look at Charlotte destroying Nikki, almost a superhero last week. Now it's time for a Charlotte Flair promo. She talks about Simone Biles backing out of the uh, the Olympics. She says um, <laughs> she uh, the fans start chanting, "We want Becky, we want Becky." She was like, uh, "It was me who sold out this arena, not her." So listen up. Uh, she promises that this promo is going somewhere. Charlotte talks about Nikki Ash women, winning the women's title thanks to the Money in the Bank briefcase. Um, she said that she was ready to have her own mental breakdown as she walks to the floor and says cashing in Money in the Bank is theft. She has been cashed in on three times since the briefcase became a, became a thing and she throws in a kendo stick, a broom, and a chair into the ring. Last week, Charlotte beat Nikki in this ring, but Nikki wanted a rematch anyway. Charlotte punched her in the face like a like a loser, and tonight Nikki is sacrificing herself in a no hose barred match. So Nikki sneaks up from behind and blasts Charlotte in the back with the chair to send Charlotte up the aisle. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she did. Uh, Charlotte what you think about this Charlotte Flair promo, sir? I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. Are you? Uh, have you gotten to reaching your limit with Charlotte Flair? Yeah, I have. But you know, she's going to be on TV, so I'm going to just be sitting here watching. Like, okay, I'll check out mentally. But we look at Tamina. Uh, defeating Eva and Piper Niven last week in what was basically a handicap match because they showed when Natalia got rolled up, her ankle got rolled up on by Piper, and she has some uh, ligament damage in that ankle, so hopefully it won't be too long before Natalia comes back into the ring. Eva Marie talks that Piper Niven can be very scary. She even asked Piper Niven where she's from, but cuts off the answer to promise that Tamina will pay just like Natalia did last week. So we have Piper Niven versus Tamina. A bottom rope elbow gets a two count. Uh, 
Piper Niven adds a backsplash to set up the chin lock, which is broken up in a hurry. Tamina sends her into the corner and ducks the Eva suggested crossbody. And then the Samoan drop connects, and Tamina is your winner. Yep. Tamina. Nobody's meaner than Tamina. Nobody. Uh, after the match, Eva Marie and Tamina are annoyed, and Alexa Bliss with Lily pops up on the screen. That's not Tamina, that was um, Hyper Niven, the drop. Oh, yeah, 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 sorry. Yeah, Eva Marie and Piper are annoyed, so Alexa Bliss with Lily pops up on the screen to declare Eva the loser of the match, and laughter ensues. Oh, also, also, wrestling, wrestling Twitter. Um, leave Alexa Bliss alone. She was not the cause of Bray Wyatt being released. Um, even though a lot of y'all don't like, don't care too much for her, she does her job to the best of her ability. And y'all beating her mentions, you know, saying it's her fault that Bray got cut. It's some bullshit. And y'all need to get over, get over yourselves and your life. Next. We take a look back at Damian Priest beating Sheamus from last week. Riddle comes up to Damian Priest to offer some congratulations. They exchange some pleasantries with Priest wishing him good luck against Amos. Riddle warns him to watch out on Miz TV and Priest promises he'll be ready. So now it's time for Miz TV with Miz being rather annoyed at what Damian Priest did last week. This brings out Priest with Miz bringing it up. Um, it was Priest who had put him in that wheelchair. Miz and John Morrison didn't uh, last, uh, didn't uh, like, excuse me, Priest going after Seamus' mask, but Priest says they're nuts. Seamus wrestled hurt, and that's a badass in his book. What is up with the Miz's knee, though? Priest wants to know if the problem is between Miz's legs, which has Miz threatening to slap him in the face. Priest gets up and tells him to try it, but Miz looks terrified. Morrison gets up to say kids want to grow up and be like them, which Priest finds suspicious. The challenge is on, with Priest wanting to just fight right now. Morrison seems to accept, but first Priest has to block the the dipstick. After dropping Morrison, Priest says, uh, sprays Miz with the dipstick for a bonus. This whole Morrison dip drip stick needs to cease. You're not feeling the Johnny drip dripisms? Nope. Man, it's like a Walker STD. <laughs> STI, rather. But hey, if y'all like it, y'all can love it. So that leads us to Damian Priest versus John Morrison. Priest runs him over only to get dripsticked. Morrison gets in a cheap, sh- excuse me, yeah, Morrison gets in a cheap shot for a two count, but Priest takes him down again. The South of Heaven choke slam gives Priest the win. Hey, this is funny. I mean, this is a cool match, but then some BS goes down. Uh, that BS is that Sheamus ran out to jump to jump Damian Priest, but then Ricochet ran in and made the save. And guess what we got after that? 
Tag team match play. You know it. Sheamus and John Morrison versus Ricochet and Damian Priest. South of Heaven connects for a two count with Sheamus having to make a save. A clothesline puts Sheamus on the floor, so Ricochet moonsaults onto him. That leaves Morrison to get pulled into the reckoning for the pin and the win for Ricochet and Damian Priest. Ricochet and Damian Priest get the win. If they weren't trying to send Priest down the United States title path, I could see those two Priest and Ricochet teaming up and going after the tag team titles. You know what? It just seems like so long ago that Bad Bunny was on our TV screen. <laughs> Bobby Lashley is in the back. He's seething, man. And he accepts. Oh, excuse me. I skipped the match. Oh, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. No, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. He's, he's going to accept the match for SummerSlam, and he hopes Goldberg's son is there to watch the beating. Now, after that, Bobby Lashley acceptance is the match. Riddle versus Amos. Riddle hits a few jumping knees, including a springboard version, which doesn't drop Amos. A clothesline drops Riddle, and then the choke bomb gives Amos, a.k.a. Tall Bruce Leroy, the win. I fell asleep because this match was not it for me. You didn't you have no love for Amos? It's half oh. of the tag team champions. Where's his other half? It's a good question. Uh, Alexa Bliss claims Lily influenced Jack the Ripper and the Zodiac Killer, but Piper Niven blasts Alexa Bliss from behind with the chair. Even Marie says oh. Lily is gross, and the two of them leave. Then Lily sits up on her own like The Undertaker. Then we'll bring Alexa Bliss with Undertaker losing the streak next to. <laughs> uh, it has been kind of uh, an interesting two days on wrestling Twitter uh, with, you know, somebody's got to take the blame for all of this stuff, shenanigans that are going on. And it's just like, you know, some things just happen the way that they happen. And we just need to step back and let the people it's happening to get a breath of fresh air and, you know, recalibrate themselves. And when they get ready to come back out in whatever capacity, form, fashion that is, we just embrace them again all over again, you know? Mm-hmm. Speaking of uh, trying to embrace them all over again, but I don't think it's going to happen. Karrion Cross does a promo where he promises more violence. So that leads to Karrion Cross versus Keith Lee. Spirit Bomb is blocked, but so is the Doomsday Saito. Instead, Cross hits Keith Lee in the head with the uh, the hidden blade, which is like the elbow to the back of the head. Then he wraps the cross jacket submission, but Keith Lee powers out. Keith Lee does hit the spirit bomb, and Keith Lee gets the win over Karrion Cross. So what was that, 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 you said the hidden blade? Yes. Is that a reverse Judas effect? Uh, I, I, yeah, I guess. 
I know that that's a, that's what Will Ospreay uses to set up the Oz cutter. At least that's what he was using when he was on that championship run. I don't know why, but I saw Keith Lee come out, and I just was like, you know what? I'm going back to sleep. And um, there's that's Keith Lee. That's all Keith Lee got the win. I was like, good for him. There's something about him, though. I don't know if I'm telling you if they've like. <laughs> told him like don't do any of the stuff that you can do wrestle this way because he seemed a little I don't know he just didn't have that normal Keith Lee energy that Keith Lee brings when he wrestles you know? setting him up for a heel turn okay okay I'm, I'm, I'm seeing it so he gonna come out with the uh, pink jacket the salmon jacket shut up that's Mark Henry's thing I, I, but I mean you know I'm just saying it's, it, it fits because he's big he wears the singlets. It would just work. And everybody's like, you know, thinks he's such a, a good guy, but they don't think he's a real serious guy. I guess. Whatever. <laughs> so, going back to Kurt, going some more creative. So, you want to know what Karrion Cross's original plans was going to be? As far as NXT or Raw? His call-up to Raw. Okay. He's a Raw okay. superstar. Okay. So, what was supposed to have been happening was he was supposed to have been losing these matches. It's why he got pinned by Jeff Hardy in that quick match in this, a couple weeks ago. But so the thing was that he was supposed to be losing matches and losing focus. And then that's when Scarlet was to debut to get his mind right and unleash this hell on the main rock on, on Monday Night Raw. So they not going with that anymore? I mean, they already had him beat Keith Lee. So. Yeah, he lost to Keith Lee too. So yeah, who knows? 50-50 booking at his finest, but I was, I was supporting it this week though. 50-50 booking. Boy, if Karrion Cross would have won again, whew, I wouldn't have done anything dumb like throw my remote through my TV, but I definitely would have punched a throw pillow. Oh, yeah. Right. But, um, uh-huh. so, yeah, so, so we'll see what's going to happen going forward. Rhea Ripley thinks tonight's main event will be brutal. But she's coming for that women's title at SummerSlam. 24-7 title match, Reggie versus Akira Tazawa. Tazawa calls upon Ninja Power, but gets knocked down. And the running, flipping, seated Senton connects, and Reggie retains the 24-7 title. Nikki, almost a superhero, isn't sure what to expect in a, in a no hose barred match, but she'll give it everything she has. If she wins, she can prove that anyone can almost be a superhero. So, Nikki Ash versus Charlotte. A missed spear sends Charlotte through the table in the corner, and Nikki Ash gets two count. Ash grabs a hanging swinging net breaker for the pin, and Nikki celebrates in the crowd to end the show. Wow. Yep, we got a we got a developing situation between Nikki and Charlotte here. 
We do. I don't know how many times they're going to give us this match, though, before we actually get to see it. And that's going to be the difficult part. Of- Here's the thing. Why are they wrestling? Why are they, why, are they, why are they wrestling each other? Why do they have to touch each other until, why can't they just not touch each other until SummerSlam? Because Vince ran out of women talent to keep it fresh. He fired them all. Wow. I mean, we have, you know, um, much, much, much women um, women talent in NXT in the performance center that can get a few job of matches. Mm-hmm. But Vince doesn't seem to think that. Like, that, like you know, do that. You don't need to see. You can keep them apart, have them wrestle, and then have them come together. And wrestle, you'll have one last confrontation the week before SummerSlam, and then let them go into that SummerSlam. You know, keep doing these matches, and I'm like, I don't want to see it. And I was like, no, that's a little disrespect to what their 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 talent and everything. It's just I don't want to see them wrestle each other before SummerSlam. Don't no interactions, no nothing. We don't need to see it. I mean, we can have interactions, but no wrestling each other. You know. Go find some local talent and have them do squash matches. Like, come on, Vince, you know what this is. You know, give us something to anticipate um, at the, in the at, on that Saturday in August. Yeah, they really haven't been hitting on all cylinders when it comes to building towards SummerSlam on Raw. Uh, they definitely kicked it into high gear this past week on SmackDown, though. But Raw is still uh, suffering uh, just from a lack of interest. Um, they, they just don't really have anybody that interesting on their show right now. That you can be like, yeah, I'm tuning in to see such and such every week. And they deliver uh, the way that this new edition of Roman has for SmackDown. So, um, you know, but I think that, it, you know, on paper, it should be a really good card. And, you know it doesn't always turn out that way on TV. And I think that's what we got this week. It was like, Hey, this looks like a good show on paper. And then they put it on TV and it was like, this is off. Anything that you'd like to answer before I turn it over to you for your shout outs and thank yous. I want better shows going forward, but most likely won't get it. So I'll just be half watching these shows and just be like talking about it with you and that'd be that. Well, I appreciate you, man. You know, me and you watch this so that people don't have to go through that uh, when they have these uh, bad to worse type shows. Um, I'd like to give a shout out to Mota the underscore East for joining me here on this edition of the Rawcast. Give a big shout out to Miss Didi Jonay who stopped through uh, this weekend on SmackDown Matters to help me record that episode. A lot of fun with her as always. Shout out to Jade to the Max as well. Shout out to Miss Simi. Shout out to Miss V and Jupiter Julep and Madame Lizette and Cami D and Laura Singh and everybody who joins us in the Rawcast Twitter spaces and the Rawcast live tweets each and every week. We gladly appreciate everybody supporting the CSPN. Please go over to the Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash CSPN media. Subscribe, 
become a patron and you'll receive extra bonus content from us here at the WrestleCast and CSPN that you can share and have each and every week. So please support the podcast by becoming a patron. Also, keep our podcast free by supporting our sponsors at the top of the page. Go to cspn.us, click on the tab that says keep our podcast free. Shop with any of those sponsors in that drop-down menu. And the Rawcast will show up in your podcast queue free of charge each and every week. Um, I don't think there's anything special that I had on my mind. Nope. So, you know, continue to use the hashtag Rawcast every Monday night to share your commentary with color. Also, join us in the Twitter spaces uh, where we can hear your commentary with color as well. So, for my co host, Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese, I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and this has been the Rawcast. Stay tuned for the parting promo. Jimmy Priest, congratulations on not only one victory, but two with Ricochet by your side. An unexpected tag match against John Morrison and Sheamus. How did you guys adapt and think on your feet? Uh, man, it's real easy when you got two dudes that are just good people, loving life, having a good time, and see two jackasses just acting out and being bullies. It's real easy to work together and uh, put a stop to that. So the words right out of my mouth. I mean, we've known each other long before we got here, so... Uh, you know my past with Morrison, you know my past with Sheamus, so when I see these two morons doing something that's so stupid, you gotta come out and you gotta make a stop to it, you know what I mean? And tonight, with the help of Priest and myself, we did that. I appreciate it. No problem. I, no, solid. Thank you, brother. Solid. Congratulations, guys. Thanks for your time. Thank you, Sarah. You got it. Pleasure.